On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchando. Hey, you guys, welcome to Second Shot Sit-Downs. So this is kind of like flip the script on the normal second shot. Uh, we're not talking about news headlines. We're doing deep dive interviews. The idea being that we are just pouring into you guys. We have scoured <laughs> We have scoured all of Texas, all over our area to find people who we think are really inspirational and find people who have taken a second shot, taken a second chance, and really done something with it. Um, you know, this kind of comes out of my own selfish desires to learn more about other people and learn about how they've done what they've done. I have a background in TV news, 15 years of interviewing people, and it's like every single time I did an interview... I want more. I want more. I want to share more with the audience. So this is the more. If you've ever followed along with my career, this is exactly what I've been doing, except for we're going to get really deep into the issues that we're covering. So second shot sit-downs guest today is Kathy Fielder, and let me tell you about her. And we can actually show some of the pictures while I'm, I'm doing her introduction here, too. So she became an entrepreneur at age 22. She started her first design firm. She went on to create the Isabella Collection, the IC Linen Company, Fielder Home on QVC. She has a, a stunning boutique in Dallas and actually just opened another location in New Orleans. So we talk about her home products, and if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube uh, or the video version, you are seeing them here. They've been on, you know, in Neiman Marcus, One King's Lane, Rue La La, etc. Oh, and then there's this. She lost seven figures during the recession in a period of about eight months. And here we are. She has built this business back up. Kathy Fielder, welcome to Second Shot Sit-Downs. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. <laughs> like, I don't we know if I can live up to that. And I then we, you know, talk about the honest truth. And I'm, I'm, I know Kathy personally, but this business story is one that I just, like when we really sat down and talked about it, I thought, I don't even know if people in your circle realize everything that you've done to get to where you are. You know, I don't, I don't think they do. <laughs> I, yeah. It's not like I'm trying to keep it a secret, but I just work so hard and there's so much to do every day. I feel like that we don't tell the story well enough. We've actually been having that yeah. conversation a lot lately because I feel like the story is there to be really inspirational and to really help and to like, you know, help you take the next step forward if maybe you don't quite know how to take it. Right. Um, because I've had to do that a lot of times. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like I look at, you know, if you're in Dallas, you probably follow Kathy or even, you know, anywhere you probably follow Kathy on, you know, you look at your Instagram page and see your family photos and think, gosh, wow, someone just like gave this woman a business. <laughs> right. Life is so pretty. Right. right? And, and, yeah. and, you know, we've, what, what we want to talk about here is, is your journey, how you got there, how you built the business back after having some really tough times. So let's reverse back to age 22, starting your own company. What made you decide to do that? 
You know, I don't know. I think back then I was probably a gambler more so than yeah. I am now. And I didn't have children and all of these things that kind of make you go, oh, gosh, should I do this? Should I really take this leap of faith? And so, you know, I, I think I was designed to be an entrepreneur. I call myself a serial entrepreneur, uh -huh. <laughs> for better or for worse, yeah. richer or poorer. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think it's just I took the leap. And that's really what being a business owner is all about. You take the leap, right? And then you kind of, you know, figure out what to do next sometimes, I feel like. Right. That, that's interesting. I think that it, we, so many of us do struggle with that, with just starting. Absolutely. We think we have to have it all set out or we think we have to have this super specific plan. 100%. Um, did you have, um, did you grow up with a family business? Did you go to business <laughs> school? Did, did you have any of those sorts of resources? I was a design and dance major and minor in college. <laughs> well, go so, ahead and start your line, Kathy. I know, right, right. Um, and no, I did not grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. I grew up in a very humble family, a very simple family. Mm -hmm. um, I think that probably, to be honest with you, I just didn't know how to work for someone else. Mm. Um, I'm more of a visionary, and I'm not good at being told what to do. I'm getting better <laughs> with time, but it is not my best asset. And so it just it fit, you know. And I, at the time when I started my first company, I didn't see any other option. I'm very driven. I've, I never knew how to be a kid, really. Okay. I was always kind of just yeah. this driven, kind of visionary sort of person. And I don't say woman or man. It's not about woman or man. It's uh -huh. about the person you are and where you want to go. Yeah, I like that. What was the first company? What, what did it look like? What was the structure? Um, I actually leased space inside of an antique mall and set up a design studio. Um, and I, within... 12 months of starting it had, I was carrying like a stock dealer for all this different furniture, which is unheard of, and then contracted to do my first show home, which, so that's how I started. I was doing okay. interior design and doing show homes and building houses from blueprint all the way through. Million dollar and up houses, really fine homes, and, and just kind of creating them and having a vision and working with the client. I'm always very curious to hear from people who have started these businesses about capital. How, how are you funding this? I know me at 22... Uh, <laughs> can um, barely pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. And so, you know, I just figured it out and I had debt, you know, mm -hmm. and everyone talks about no debt, no debt, no debt. Well, I got debt and that's how I made it happen. And okay. so credit cards are this, that or the other. Um, since then they've been paid off and those sorts of things. And then I've had to go through periods where we had to get back in debt, you know, or I had to get back in debt. And so it's one of those things. It takes money to make money. Uh -huh. It's an age old saying that everybody knows, but it's true. It really does take money to make money. And so you've got to be willing to take the gamble and invest in yourself and your company and also realize what it takes to kind of follow through. Yeah. You know, there's going to be challenges and it's not, there's not always going to be the cash flow you need. You know, when I started Isabella Collection, my manufacturing company, mm -hmm. I think I started that in 05. It was 05. My daughter was two, Isabella, hence uh -huh. the name. Love it. Um, we actually, you know, that was by the skin of my teeth. And I wasn't a manufacturer. I'd broken my back. And so I wanted to find something where I was duplicatable. And so I decided, you know, I had a shop and we were making stuff in the back. And I was like, well, why, why can't I just make this and sell it to retailers? Okay. And that's really how Isabella Collection was born. And I had no magic formula. I had no way to figure, you know, I didn't know how to necessarily. There was no system. No, or, or no. We had to make them all. Tool. And I've always said, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, it probably would have been a heck of a lot easier to just go to work for a designer and go that route and then maybe branch off on my own. But I never did. Mm -hmm. I just decided that I wanted to make this formula for myself 
and figure out the way to do it. And I think that's something that's really important to remember is that if you're going to go down this road, then what you really want to do is understand that it's going to change constantly on you yeah. and you have to be ready for that change and you have to have a vision of where you want to go in order to get there. Yeah. So you, you had that vision. You knew 100%. You knew what you wanted to do and weren't afraid to kind of start without a pattern or a plan. She's Absolutely. like someone with no pattern. <laughs> She's starting an interview with no questions. My life should be, that should be the title, someone without a pattern. Right? <laughs> it totally is your life. It totally is. <laughs> so let's talk about, I mentioned on that intro, you know, the seven-figure loss. And the reason why I point that out is because... Most sane people, Kathy, they say that's it. You're right. I'm done. I'm not going to to, to do this again. I'm going to go work for somebody You're right. or something. Um, how, how did that happen? I mean, during the recession, so many people can relate to having really awful, it was heartbreaking awful. things happen during awful. that time. Um, you know, and I think um, I don't know how to quit. Yeah. And maybe there, there, sh- there actually is some merit to knowing when to quit. Um. In this case, I'm I'm glad I didn't. I yeah. think I've learned extraordinary things through that experience mm-hmm. and the things that came out of them. Um, you know, I actually sat down with my husband, and and we don't do business together at all. Mm-hmm. Um, his industry was kind of buffered during that, and I said, you know what? I think I can make it through this. I think I can be one of the last men standing. I think. Um, that I can actually really pull out of this, but it's going to take an, an enormous effort. And I said, I can't guarantee it. And I said, if you have faith in me and you believe that I can do this and you have faith in what I'm doing, then you know I'd like to borrow some money. So I actually mm-hmm. borrowed some money from my family, a college education's yeah. worth, for mm-hmm. a couple of kids. At the time, we just had Isabella. Yeah, you had two kids. No, just you one. just had one. Okay. Isabella. Um, and you know, I just went to work. And I came up with formulas that I never ever could have conceived of before, like doing business with Tuesday morning and doing three figures the following year in 2010, right? And I never would have been able to figure that out as an American manufacturer while I was running on this 2008 economy, right? Okay. And so I think it's one of those things where I just really said, I need to prove that I can do this. And Mm. within two and a half years, I paid everything back to our family and, you know, we just kept moving forward from there. Wow. So what, what ultimately, I mean, obviously there was the recession, but what other things happened during that time? I mean, what kind of lessons did you learn <laughs> during that time? What was it that led to that big loss? Well, you know, I think um, when I started Isabella Collection, I, which was in 05, uh-huh. um, I did seven figures worth of business revenue um, within 18 months of founding my manufacturing company. So it was hair on fire. I probably had 15, 20 employees, 30 maybe. We were sewing. We were cutting. We were shipping. Um, we were running betting with Neiman Marcus and doing really well, you know, and then take away three years later or four years later, and you're looking at this huge drop where I'm just literally sitting there going, I I don't have a formula to get through this, right? Okay. And so that's and people when, weren't buying betting, I'm guessing. They weren't buying like, it at they all. They weren't buying there the was, stuff that you're selling. There was yeah. one month in 2009 in the summer where I think I did $5,000 in revenue total. And you had employees still. I had like, employees. You, we had to yeah. take care of them. We had to cut. We, I, I had to figure out, you know, they depended on me. And so um, the stress level that that created was extraordinary. I actually lost a child during that time. Mm. Um, I was I'm so pregnant. sorry, Kathy. Thank you. Yeah, no. Um, but it was just one of those things where, but, you know, that's okay because I got Harrison, which yeah. probably may not have happened, you know, and mm-hmm. so I had him a few years later. So 
Um, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I learned who I really was, Mm -hmm. what I really wanted to be, where I was really going. And I also learned that I needed to reinvent things a little bit because I knew that retail and manufacturing would never be the same, no matter if it was manufactured overseas or in the States, right? Okay. And so I think that's something that you have to take out of every challenge is that you have to realize that there's so much you can learn from them and capitalize on, and those are the things that make you more successful. Okay. You know, and you've got to really look at those challenges. And, you know, there are days during that time and and since then where I've been like, I just don't want to get out of bed. Why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I getting punched in the face and hit in the stomach when I can just literally, you know, maybe I just stop. Uh huh. Like, go work for somebody. That's what I To your point, right? Why why am I doing this? You know, but I think that um, for me, I have a platform where I want to do good and I want to impact and I want to make a difference and I want to show business and entrepreneurship in a different way, not just this way where we, you know, just do business at all costs. And so there's a lot of things that I feel like I can bring to the table and have learned and I can enhance and help other people learn how to do the same. Oh, I, I love hearing that. And it sounds like really like what I'm hearing, Matt, is like Kathy's feet were put to the fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost like that's when you that's when you find out who you are. I was about to say that's when you find your true self, you know, but I think you always have to look at it. Not everybody wants to go through that, you know, and it is yeah. OK to go and work for someone and redefine who you are. But for me, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay my path and I really enjoyed um, where I was going. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I enjoyed every day, you know, just like you were saying earlier, the Instagram pictures and pretty mm-hmm. pictures, you know, there's so much work that goes into a feed. My daughter, Isabella and I, she's 15. Yeah. We were at lunch one day. She's at, darling. Oh, she's just such, she's like perfect little business partner. She's, you guys. she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want my daughter to be like her. <laughs> is one of my most favorite people in the whole world, you know? And so she, we were sitting at a lunch one day with someone and I can't recall who it was. And she goes, Oh my gosh, your life is so glamorous. And without even one hesitation, Isabella says, you know what? It's not. <laughs> Spend a day with her. You're totally going to figure out exactly what glamour isn't, you know. And so, but she got that, and she gets it. And that's actually one of the greatest gifts I can give her. Yeah. You know, I think we have a generation that thinks that um, pretty pictures are the end-all, be-all, and it's not pretty pictures. Uh-huh. What it is is figuring out what to do when the picture isn't pretty. Oh, I love that so much, Kathy. This is a perfect place to, to transition, pivot. We've got, like, our franchise questions that we're asking all of our second shooters, all yeah. of our second shot sit-downs who sit down. So... Before we go to break, here's our question for Kathy, and I would love for this to be like a discussion topic for you among whoever's listening with you, whoever's hanging out with you, or maybe online or uh, with your friends. Who are the three people alive today, if you had a chance to sit down with them, hang out, who would they be? Gosh, you know, there's so many. Um, Oprah would be a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be invited. Right? <laughs> yes. I want to be at that table, whatever it takes. Uh-huh. I would need to be at that table. But, you know, did you know a story about her? She was a newscaster in mm-hmm. Chicago. Of course. Um, she actually got fired because she would cry and sob during when she was presenting stories, mm-hmm. you know? So I love Oprah's drive, but I also love her heart. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for me is doing more and giving back and helping is a huge proponent of my business. I teach it to my children. Yeah. They attend a lot of things with me. So Oprah would be one, Actually you know, feeling. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so and it's forbid. not just, it's not yeah. just women. I think that we have to look at, at 
the fact that we can learn equally from women and men. Mm -hmm. You know, I have like a kind of a celeb crush on George Clooney. Yes. <laughs> and Amal, okay. right? And so, I mean, they would be amazing to sit down with. I love the fact that he has a great heart for charity. She is such a powerful and striking woman. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that they would be amazing. I think Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, She'd what she's done and how she's transformed herself and the way that she's moved from you know, Academy Award winner to a businesswoman opening Goop and mm -hmm. having a vision of what she wants people to know and empowering people. So, you know, those are three. Like there's it. there's more. Well, than... okay, it was kind of four, but I'll let you have four because Amal and George are apparently both yeah, they're coming. they're a couple. They're, they're, they're together. together. So. <laughs> they're a duo. Okay, awesome, Kathy. You guys, um, in the next segment, we're gonna talk about how she went from, you know losing everything to building it back up what life looks like today and what she sees in her future and again getting more tangible stuff for you so we'll be right back with second shot sit downs really quick break to tell you guys about and we have been so pumped about this our new sponsor of the second shot podcast it is myllc.com. So Heath actually introduced me to this company uh, a long time ago because he's been using them for everything. Every time he puts together a new business, he goes there, gets the LLC set up. They send back a little portfolio with everything done. It's legally savvy, legally sound, and put together for you. So if you're somebody who's sort of like thinks that that's the daunting part of a business, which for me it always has been, myllc.com is for real where you want to go. And they're also hooking you guys up with a deal. So write it down. Maybe you're not starting a business today, but maybe you're getting inspired by the interviews. It is this 99 my LLC, which gives you $99 off of a new corporation or LLC. I will also tell you, we definitely price checked before doing this. It is for sure the most affordable option. Heath and I have been using them for years and years. We just adore this company. So myllc.com. And again, the code for $99 off is 99myllc. Okay, welcome back. Well, in the break, Matt said, oh, wait, I got something. I got something. Because producer Matt, just like the I regular. I things I have to throw in. <laughs> yes, well, just like the regular Second Shot episodes, we have to have Matt in the mix. What were you thinking? I'm here coming to you from the Second Shot uh, utility closet. <laughs> With the letter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Kathy, I'm really curious. Um, when you were, you said that things were looking bad, and but you had a belief that you could come through it. I'm just wondering if internally, maybe you didn't say this to anybody, but internally, did you say, okay, if it gets this low, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look for something else. And how close did you get to that point of say, having to say, "I've got to cut bait and I've got to, I've got to go on to something different." Good question. Yeah, that is a great question. It really is, and I think it's one of those things where I have had many times within my career, and even lately, I've been going through a huge challenge, a huge one. Um, you know, all the while acquiring my new my new New Orleans store That's and right. property, right? So. Um, there have been times when I've thought, I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have no clue why I decided to keep moving forward. But, you know, again, that's not for everyone. Yeah. And I do think you have to take um, stock of what you've got left uh -huh. and is there anything to gain, you know. But I always saw that there was something to gain, you know, even if it was just this uh -huh. big. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know if I'm just an optimist or I was right but, you know, I mean, I think, and again, going back to the fact, for me, quitting just wasn't an option, you know. I so have, you didn't set a lower limit? 
I did not set a lower <laughs> limit. I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I think that because of at the time with the crash, you know, I had Isabella and she is, my children are kind of my inspiration. They're mm-hmm. what drive me. They, they keep me moving forward. I want them to see a woman and a mom who has something that she's built of her own and who's compassionate and kind, but she's a mom first. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted Isabella, you know, even though she was young, I kind of just knew that I was going to learn some skills out of that kind of devastating crash, right, Mm -hmm. that I could impart on her because, you know, that's the most important thing to me is making sure that I raise happy, well-rounded children of character. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. (laughs) Right? Talk about the story where you bought her the plant. Um, That really hits a lot of – it hit home for me because just thinking of, like, all of us would do anything – for our kids, but we're also trying, we're also just people in the world trying to make it work, right? right trying to make right, a living. Right. Um, well, you know, after the crash and I had I borrowed some money and, you know, things were really tight for our family. Neither one of us come from wealthy families. We don't pull from a trust fund or anything like that. I mean, both my husband and I are actually entrepreneurs who have built everything that we own. And so, I remember Isabella and I, this always makes me a little cry a little bit. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. okay. No, um, no. We were at Tom Thumb, and she wanted this plant, and I think it was maybe, it was under 10 bucks, and I just couldn't afford it. I mean, with all the other things that needed to happen and paying staff and employees, you know, I sold my Rolex and my Chanel watch um, that had been gifts to me. One I'd bought for myself after I hit a goal, and the other was a gift for my fifth anniversary or my birthday. Uh-huh. Um, I sold those to make payroll of that year, and you know there was just other responsibilities. And so, you know, I felt horrible. I mean, it was just a plant, right? And I didn't want Isabella to understand all of the struggle. You know, you sure. have to protect. I'm sure, her she kids. knew a little bit, I mean, but, but yeah, not really, you don't because want to worry it's not her job. And... That's right. You know, her job is to go to school and to learn and to flourish, and not to be concerned about my concerns. Like, not wholly, you know? Mm -hmm. So I told her we couldn't. I I said, I can't get that for you today, Isabella. And so I went home, and I uh, found every bit of coins that I had in the house, and I put them in a Ziploc bag, and I took them to Coinstar, and I went back, and I bought her that plant. Mm -hmm. I know. And she, you guys, we recently talked about this at a forum, and she was there. <laughs> and, and and you know heard that story, and I think it's just there's something about it that's so poignant. Thinking about you know this mom who's had so much, who's built so much, who's worked her whole career to have. Who's doing had. a million dollars in revenue over, yeah. right? You know? And then to be getting the coins for the plant. Yeah, because I think that at the end of the day, you know, you have to look at what's really important. And like I said, to me, my children are the most important, and so I wanted her to know that. You know, and I, I wanted to save the story for later. I mean, yeah. She heard that story at 15 or 14, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think it's one of those things where she's going to realize after having been with me, because I take my kids to work and they yeah. see what I'm working on and they work with me. And, you know, they've delivered orders to Neiman Marcus the night before Christmas or the day before Christmas yeah. whenever my driver didn't show up, you know, and I've got a kid in a car seat <laughs> and a, a daughter in the front seat and boxes in the back, you know, and I'm knocking on the dock at Neiman Marcus yeah. trying to deliver bedding, Here's right? stuff, yeah. You know, and so I, I think it's a compilation of things to where your kids see um, hey, it's not all shiny and pretty, mm-hmm. and it, it, it needs to be one of those things where you decide you're going to go, you're going to move forward, and the ch- you're going to face challenges, yeah. but then you just figure out solutions, you know? Let's talk about, let's talk about those solutions. Okay, so when you decided, I'm going to 
do the loan, I'm going to build this back up. Was there a certain deal or a certain get or a certain partnership that, that helped to get you there or a way that you changed business? Well, and so, like I said, I, you know, I started doing business with Tuesday Morning, which I had uh-huh. never, you know, been able to kind of figure out that formula prior to. Um, I also decided, you know, I, I worked, I talked to a marketing company, and they said, where's Kathy Fielder's story and all this? At the time, I was just Isabella Collection by mm-hmm. Kathy Fielder, not Jess, but. Yeah. Um, and they said, you know, you have kind of an extraordinary story. You should start telling Kathy Fielder's story. Uh-huh. That's a collection underneath Kathy Fielder. So you worked to build your brand. And so I worked to build the Kathy Fielder brand, and now, you know, we're opening up boutiques and they're more fashion oriented and I still own the manufacturing company. And so, yeah, it was one of those things where it did. It taught me that where I was sitting at the time of that crash couldn't be where I would want to be in five years. Uh-huh. There's no way. Right. And so I had to figure out the formula and it's changed several times since then. And, you know, that's the thing since social media has kind of become the forefront of our culture. Um, business is done completely different now than it was whenever I started Isabella Collection uh-huh. in 05. And so, you know, I now have to be an influencer on social media mm-hmm. in order to be effe- infect, uh, infective, effective. effective yeah. <laughs> and infectious. <laughs> and infectious, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's that you have to really pay attention and trends change. You used to do a five-year business plan. Now I think you do maybe a six, <laughs> six to 12-month business yeah. plan in order to know where you want to go. And you're continuously are continuously changing that plan and, you know, cultivating it and moving it. And you got to move with the flow, right? Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing is you don't get to stop learning. Well, what, what I'm hearing is you don't get to stop growing and digesting information. You can't figure out the formula once and think that you can just follow that yeah. until the end. It's, that's exactly right. You know, it's a daily learning. It's learning from the people around you. It's learning from your staff. It's learning from your kids. It's learning from your relationships. Um, It's paying attention. And then you take all of those things. You know, women have intuition, right? And we have to honor that. Mm -hmm. Really and truly, women have the sense that I believe God placed in them in Mm -hmm. order to know how to navigate. And he gives us a real ability to do it. So we have to trust it. And we have to move with it. And we have to understand when we hear that little voice in our head, Uh oh, you know what? I do need to make that change and not second guess ourselves. You guys don't let that piece of advice pass you by. It's important. With intuition. I think that the same can be said for for motherhood and a lot of things too, but I like that you bring it up with regard to business and career. Absolutely. Um, Because we do, we we think um, that we we go to all these external sources, you know what I mean? Instead of maybe going internally. And it sounds like when you did that, you knew what to do. Well, you know, I didn't always know what to do. I just knew that I could find a solution uh-huh. because that's the other thing that we have to know about ourselves is that the solution is always there. You just have to know how to look for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as women, we tend to be a little bit more emotional. Um, I think that, you know, they talk about equality in the workplace and men, you know, obviously get higher salaries and all of these things. One of the things I would have to say is that I go to my husband, Jeremy, a lot. Um, he's a very astute businessman mm-hmm. and his approach is pragmatic it's smart, it's intelligent, it looks at all the angles for liability, for loss, for profitability. Sure. And so, you know, he's taught me a lot in that regard, not to make necessarily an emotional decision. Yes, look inside yourself and you know your gut feeling uh-huh. and honor that, but then you also have to approach it from a very pragmatic business standpoint. Sure. Um, because that's how everyone else around you is doing business, right? Uh-huh. And so I think it's one of those things that it's really important to remember that. Well, having a confidant. 
Right. Having, having a mentor, having a, you know, a, someone to bounce ideas off. Of. Absolutely. Could be a husband, different, a partner, a business. And different a from your personality, I feel like. Yes. Because you get that kind of different perspective that you might not really be able to cultivate. Um, and it, you know, it just kind of gives you that different idea that maybe you might not have thought of before. And so, mm-hmm. yes, mentors are important. They're super important. <sighs> One last question before we get to our final Second shot, sit down, franchise questions. I want to know how you do it with the kids. This is a selfish one, you guys, but I know I've got a lot of um, working moms or uh, moms that have kids that are potentially someday going back into the workforce that watch and listen. Or even running their household properly. It's true. Because to run a proper household, it takes a lot. And, you know, I mean, I always joke. I'm just really grateful to get out of the morning with a snack in Harrison's backpack, <laughs> two of the same shoes, maybe a couple of earrings I'm, on. I'm running through right now. Like, <laughs> right? did I get right now oh, with everything? Oh, man, out? my shirt's not on wrong side right. out, any of that kind of stuff, right? You know, and so um, it is <laughs> a momentary adjustment type of thing, right? You know, I, I want so much in the morning to just sit there and everyone's happily, gracefully going out the door and it's just calm and peaceful. But I'm going to tell you, it's not like that. And I think, not every morning. I, <laughs> I mean, at least appreciate the honesty. Well, to know I that mean, you're in chaos too. You know, yeah, everyone's always like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. I mean, I, it, from a stay at home mom to a working mom yep. to an entrepreneurial mom, all moms are feel like they're kind of bossing their kids all the time, like drill sergeants, right? And so I think it's important to remember that as moms, we're really hard on ourselves. I know I'm super hard on myself. Mm -hmm. You know, on my blog one time, I did a, a, a blog about stop the mom guilt because we are, we, we like beat ourselves up. But in general, I think that most moms I know, um, majority of moms I know are working so hard to create happy, well-adjusted children, and we're all doing a really good job. And so, you know, with being a mom and working mom and just you know, making sure that everybody is out the door, happy, doing well. I think it's just you have to cut yourself some slack. Yeah. And I'm probably the least good at that. I'm, I'm harder on myself. Take your own advice. <laughs> right. I'm harder on myself than anybody I know, 100%. Yeah, and I, right, yeah. you know. And so yeah. I think it's remembering that it's okay if you raise your voice. And you know, that's one thing I always tell my kids when I mess up. Guess what? You're off the hook. You don't have to be perfect either. Yeah. Mommy's not perfect and you don't have to be perfect, but we're in this together mm-hmm. and I'm here for you. And let's, you know, let's let's just be happy and yeah. have a good time. Enjoy the moment a they little know. bit more, right? And they feel the love. They I know feel they, the love. I know they, they feel do. the love from 100%. that. 100%. Okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. We got these final couple questions. And again, I'm hoping these will be for the people who are listening or watching kind of conversation topics within the family, within, you know, the whole second shot crew. So here's one for everybody mm-hmm. to think about. Given the chance to choose, would you prefer that life be fair or unfair? Kathy Fielder. I'm 100% unfair. And this is actually something I tell my children all the time. Life isn't fair. Uh, You know, and when life is unfair, that's basically challenges. Mm -hmm. And challenges are what make you better. They make you greater. They give you a better vision. They help you move forward. They make you stronger. There's so many things that challenges allow for you. They're actually a blessing. I think if you really look at them the right way, you know, like I um, kind of alluded to, I've gone through some major challenges over the past six months with yeah. my business, and amazing things are happening happening out of that. Um, it would have been so much easier to quit yeah. and just say, you know what, I'm done. I, at this point, I don't I don't need to work. Uh-huh. You know, I don't have to work. I want to work. Right. I want to be engaged in doing what I'm doing. And so I think it's remembering that, you know, that life isn't fair. The second that we realize that life isn't fair, it becomes a lot easier. For sure. Right? Yes. And then, you know, fair makes us a little complacent. Mm-hmm. Fair means that it's kind of boring. You know, mm-hmm. what was the movie where, you know, if we all were the same, life would be pretty boring. Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those things where we understand where 
it's we're not all the same and there are going to be challenges because of that and we just need to move forward and become better out of those i love it okay we're accepting it everybody life's not fair it's kathy not. picked it that's the way it is okay last thing is this i'm giving you a book deal and i'm going to give that book to every single person who needs a second shot every single person out there who needs some hope the catch is the book is one line What's the line in your book? What is the one message you're getting out there to people who need a second shot? Keep putting one foot in front of the other with your goal in mind, and you will get there, and you will be successful. That's it. That's it. I love it. It's an age-old, you know, the principles of success are age-old. Right. They don't change. Yeah. They get maybe shinier with the package or whatever, but they are the same. You keep going. You don't stop. You work with integrity. You work with vision. And you think things through. You're kind. And you will be successful. Kathy, thank you. Thank you. This is amazing. This is just such a gift to our audience to be able to hear from Kathy. You guys, I mean... The fact that we were able to just get this sit down to kind of soak up all the information, I think is really a blessing. So give everybody the website, the the blog, the, you know, the Instagram, all of your sites, all your information so they can follow along with your journey. Well, we have two boutiques, one in Dallas and one on Magazine Street in New Orleans. Woohoo! The new one! And then you can find me at kathyfielder.com. You can shop at kathyfielderboutique.com and Instagram at kathyfielder and at KF Design Lifestyle. Did you get it all? You guys, look at that. If you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, look at that pretty site. This is where I go for inspo, you know, style, home decor, the whole thing. Kathy, thank you so much. This was a blessing for us. Such an amazing time. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, Liv. Okay, you guys. So if you want to subscribe, follow along, you know we've got the Secret Second Shot Facebook group. You know my husband will be back in the next episode to shame you for not leaving a review. (laughs) So if you hadn't left a review and we know you're listening... Well, hop on there on iTunes, leave a review, shout us out, send us a message. If you have a guest suggestion, a topic suggestion, or a question of the week, you can send it to secondshotcast at gmail.com and follow along with us on at secondshotpodcast on Instagram. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.